You know, Frank, we're always dealing with drama, man. Yeah. It's, just, it's just drama follows us around somehow. No matter how hard I try to be good, just always something to do with drama, man. We roll into Nebraska. Yeah, just, just like big, like on fire. Man, can't wait to get this started again because it was so much fun last year. And we walk in the bar and immediately drama. The, the bartenders made me a pie because I screamed about pie all through the Midwest last year about pie. And now I'm on a keto diet. Can't have no pie. Trying to get my numbers down, including my weight number, which is just uh, after two years of being on steroids, just went through the roof. So so we've had to face a little drama this week. What did you think of that? I, I had your pie. I ate your pie. Yeah, yeah. I told him, I said, you're going to have to give that pie to, to Frank. And, and I even got your free drinks. Yeah, he started giving Frank free drinks. He, he, he had a he hard would, one for me, but it wasn't the kind you think. No, was he was a, down on you a little bit. And um, I ended up getting the benefit of your drama. Crazy the way that was. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hide. Staff Sergeant Taylor. And I know we've been MIA for a while, but I'm actually kind of in a good spot right now. And I'm thinking September 1, when we get back off this trip, I'm going to start this guy kicking off. I figure a five-day schedule should treat everybody well. Because I, I get your messages. Hey, man, where are you? I understand. It's just... We're, we're, I'm positioning, man. I, I'm, I'm stealthily positioning my troops around the area. So when I drop this, it'll be ready. But we're on the road. We're working, man. We're, do, we're at a good... And this good. is a blend of two podcasts, really. We, yeah. We thought about doing one after Nebraska. And then we had a couple days day, days off. And then we're going to do one in Fort Morgan, Colorado. So we thought, well, let's just wait and blend it together and make one big one. Yep. You know, yep. Instead of two small ones that sort of sound alike. We'll just make one big one. And honestly, the road trip noise, I, we, we put it on in, in 76 that we were coming back and forth on, both from Nebraska and Fort Morgan. The, the road noise is shitty. So we were like, nah, we ain't going to do that road trip and stuff because um, it didn't sound right. So we were able to do it here. But um, great block of classes, I have to say. Both Nebraska and Fort Morgan were, were pretty darn good. Uh, Thanks to Jake. You know, Jake for inviting us up again, being – Jake and Marissa being wonderful hosts. Uh, that place is it, it's getting better. Next by next year, he claims he's going to have uh, a solid cover over the line. Yeah, permanent. We structure. didn't deal with we dealt with no weather uh, that was detrimental at all. We had some great tricky winds up there, which were really good. So, yeah, I mean it, it was it was a really uh, good time. A good crew of guys. A couple repeat guys came in. We had Chris there who, uh, who had come back. And um, there was who else was there? There was another repeat that came back. Repeat students uh, are, are like soul, oh Darren, man. Darren, Darren you know? was a hammer. Yeah, Darren. Darren was a I hammer. Um, we, get, we get a lot of repeat students, Frank, and it just goes to show how good of a time we're having and how good of a, uh, well, a learning experience. I mean, we're it's it's a short amount. Our classes aren't long, two to three day, right? So you're getting fire hose of information, and different people absorb that information at different rates. And to sort of reinforce the previous class, they all come back to the second. And they always, always do better. Um, both Chris and Darren shot really, really well. Um, uh, lights on, you know, house of fire when they're shooting. And, and it just tends to work out better the second time around for a lot of people. Um, just because, I mean, our schedules and stuff, you can't be doing a week-long class which is, you know, back going back to the rifles only days, we used to do a full week, six day class. Man, that would burn me out. Yeah, and, and so, you know, it's taken a lot of time away. So when we do it in smaller chunks, 
you know, you can kind of come back and forth and look at it a different way. Well, since you, since you just, let me add something here real quick. Since you said smaller chunks, we just created today another course in Fort Morgan because we had such a good time. But this one, we're going to let the student choose whether the student wants to stay for two days or three days. So you can come for a two-day PR1, which is going to be the complete famous PR1 that we always run, or you can add a day, extend a day, and we'll do a three-day three day course, right. which is going to include what? Uh, we're going to do the alternate positions, the tripods, the stuff like that. We're going to take everybody out to 1,500. Time drills. Uh, uh, time drills, reticle, reticle drills, drills, things like that. I mean, we do put a lot into a two-day. I mean, we knock out a lot of shooting in a two-day class. Um, these guys, we, we, they were pretty much done by 3 o'clock. Uh, we, had, we had shot they so were much. Because the, the weather, we got two hard days of sun. And on the way back, I asked Frank, has it ever been, have you had a hotter class than this? He said today was hot, dude, and it, it's about as hot as it gets. Yeah, we had a full hundred degrees, uh, no clouds until late afternoon. Um, it just it just cooked this. Really yeah, it good. cooks you a little bit. And so, um, what we're doing here is we're creating that, like Mark said, the hybrid, where you'll be able to come. And I mean, people's time is valuable, and some people have more advantage. So I was like, hey, let's do a three day here to make it worth your while. Mark goes, well, what's better, a two day or a three day? I said, well really depends on the individual and, and we were kind of bantering back and forth with the idea of like you know what do we do but the way our program is set up he's like all well, we got to do is add the day yeah because add the day why does do, it have to in be the three day is a basically it's a pr one you know and then adding the day so let's just do let the let the student choose it's a complete each day is almost its own complete package you know what i mean so you don't you don't fall short if you miss a day or a time like that. But anyway, you know, if you want to kind of secure your data, make sure it's good, have us go over it, a fundamental re a review, or maybe it's new for you, but you don't want to take three days off because family, whatever the case we may be. We want to capture your time, but not right. capture too much of it, you know. So now you've got the choice. Remember last podcast, we created the one day for return students. You can come in and choose it. As long as you got a cert in your hand, you can come in and choose a day that you want to do over. Right? That's yeah. 200, that's 250 bucks. No, no, 375 is what it was. But now, the additional day on the end of the two-day for this Fort Morgan class, on uh, we're going to start it on November 12. So November 12 will be the start. Yeah, date 12, 13, yeah. 14. Almost two full weeks before Thanksgiving. Yeah, it is because Thanksgiving's the 25th. So it's two weeks prior to Thanksgiving. Taking advantage of the Veterans Day weekend. Uh, the 11th is Veterans Day. And so there's that longer weekend-ish. And so we're looking at that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. If you do Friday and Saturday, you have a choice whether or not you want to do Sunday yeah. and, and add yeah. it in. Uh, so there's that. Okay, back to Fort Morgan. We, uh, the six mills struggled in the wind. You were, they you always were, do. Dude, out in um, Nebraska as well. We saw the six mills. Uh, after 800 yards, the six mills lose the wind out here. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's just what happens Light bullets being pushed around they're wonderful when they're flying flat and there's not a lot of uh of uh resistance crossways for them but but the light bullet just gets pushed around yeah bit. once 800 hits um out west so i mean this is a decision thing you know some guys are seeing back east it's like six mil six mil six mil rules the roost but when you come out west six mils aren't really the king of the hill uh, it, it, you need that little bit of extra with them because our winds are stronger. We have a lot more access to the winds and stuff like that. 
So it, it's definitely something that you have to consider. They do very well. There's light recoil. They're accurate. Um, no drama like that. But you're 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 gonna work the wind a little bit. And we, uh, Chris had told me, and Chris Reinhardt had been to um, Fort Morgan. He had been to uh, Logan with Brian Whalen, and he came to Nebraska. He told us the Nebraska class was the best win class he had taken to date. And I, he equated it to, to a couple things. Um, one, the consistency and directional changes that were happening in Nebraska made it tricky, but definitely made it manageable. Like the winds weren't overly strong. They were in the 12 to 14 mile an hour zone. And they were up there. That They weren't weak. But the directions were coming in switching enough. And you had to manage every single shot that way. So I think the wind course that we saw last weekend in Nebraska was one of our best. Because every shot, literally, even the, the three and 400-yard ones, require... A win thought. That 950 was tough. Yeah, the 950 ate everybody. We had a 955 target, and it was a diamond. It was either a 10 or 12-inch diamond at, um, I think it was 12, at 950 yards. It's diamond suck anyway. Diamond suck anyway. You ha- and it was on the like the, this point. So if you, if you didn't miss low, you weren't going to see anything. Yeah, you it almost was had to walk it in. And I think when you stepped up, you did walk it in. I did the first shot. I aim bottom. And, and yeah, the first shot for me, because I was doping out the attack ops um, rifle that I got a Victor 51 in 6.5 Creed, 19-inch uh, barrel, and I was doping it out out there. I said, uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop this one in a little bit low. So I knocked two tenths off what I knew would be my dope and hit bottom. And then I was able to come right in. Your, and, your and buddy Mike creates a crazy rifle, man. That thing was a laser beam. The, the TAC Ops is, is, is impressive. Um, you know, you hear all the stories about Mike and TAC Ops. And I'm going to get him on the podcast and what he does and the money. I mean, it's sort of like a custom 1911, but with a bolt action rifle. Now, mine is off a Terminus Apollo Action and a McMillan uh, A10 or U10 stock, the short sort of Regina Milkovich stock. And so it fits me great. I, matter of fact, yesterday I just put the suppressor on it because it was braked. Um, but, yeah, it's just I took it out to 1,200 yards with a 19-inch barrel, and it was second round at 1,200 and just hammered. Uh, the gun, the gun's amazing. But that Beautiful ni- rifle, too. Yeah, that 19 or that, uh, what do you call it, um, 925 or 55 target really kind of uh, ate a lot of people and it's tricky man it was a tricky hold you know all right since we're on rifles man we had some really good 308 shooters dude yes really good yes uh, both morgan, classes well both classes but but it's fort morgan two guys came over from utah they drove drove over and there's a big old mudslide on i-70 between say it frank uh, uh, glenwood springs, glenwood springs, springs and, here. and and here and and it just crushed everybody's travel plans because they had to do a 400 mile go around yeah it's like four I mean, that's a hours way, it's man. four plus hour detour why we're not a cameo this week and everybody's doing the nrl hunter the big cameo event that was going through the nrl people we're not going out there which we could have now uh, the way the class worked out 
but that it's a four-hour detour. We would have had to spend a night, and there's no hotels out there, uh, so it's a mess. But yeah, so most, the Utah mo guys. Most recently in my mind was the was the uh, Cole and Brian. Mm -hmm. They really drove those 308s like mad. Uh, I mean, uh, Greg too. I want to call him Martin. Uh, Greg drove a 308 yes. as well. And yes, Greg he was, did. Yes, he did. Greg yeah. was outstanding yeah. with his 308. You know, he was hitting so uh, readily that you almost thought, forgot it was a 308. Yes. Unless you look at his data, and his data really looked to me like Creedmoor data. You know, because we're up here, we were at 8,000 feet DA in the sun, and they, everything was shooting really nice. Really, really flat. Fast, yeah, yeah, really flat and, and, and going like that. But, yeah, we did have some really good 308 shooters in this class, and, and they took away a lot coming out of, um, you know, the courses because they're swinging the heavy bat. Yeah. You know, they're up there practicing. They got the donut on, and they're swinging the heavy bat. But, you know, it didn't. It's going the opposite direction than the six millimeter, right? Because six millimeter is traveling fast and light. 308 is a little slow and a little heavy. But the 308 managed the wind a little bit better than the six mils did. A little bit uh, yeah. near the at the at the eight, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they're shooting better bullets now. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Not everybody's just doing. Well, nobody comes with like 168 Sierras. No. And so when they it's go fine. with the better bullets, I mean, even Hornaday with their. 168 the bc is up there at a five now um so those tend to work pretty well and give the guys the speed that they need um the other thing too we got to mention cole being the straightest lefty we've ever seen ever ever even even uh ken ken sotheby sotheby yeah. noticed that you know when i posted a picture of him on facebook this was this guy was just rock solid fundamentals but what we mean by straight lefty is there's usually a bow in their back and we ain't figured that out. We've talked about this before, but this guy was beautiful. So I took a big old, you know, leg spread picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some some lefty porn. Yeah, lefty porn. Yeah. Um, nice lefty porn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So totally, he was he was one of the straighter lefties because we find, you know, when it comes to recoil management, body position, and things like that, the lefties tend to be uh, a struggle. And Cole was right out of the gate, super straight and very impressive. So much so, we took a picture. Um, but that worked out really, really well. Uh, what were some of the, what do we got on our list here? What were some of the things? Well, lightweight rifle. We, we showed up at the Mexican restaurant the other night to greet the students, and there's this great big Hercules looking fucker. I mean, just a beautiful guy with a big old Hercules body. <laughs> yeah. and, I mean, like, no, he's chiseled. Great. Well, they said the night, the next Saturday night, they went out to dinner, and the waitresses was hitting all over. Oh, him. my God. Yeah. But anyway, great guy. His name Chris Hommel, and, and, he was just fun to play with. You know, uh, I played the big and dumb thing with him because mm -hmm. he would ask questions and I'd say, you dumb fucker, you know, yeah, yeah. Be, being a big guy dumb. Well, I kept teasing him too. I kept we, teasing him like, hey, why don't we go tune him up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he, yeah. He, he was just awesome, man. I, I but was, he brought a really lightweight fierce. And as soon as I saw fierce on his sheet, I'm like, oh, no. And it was a 300 PRC and it kicked his ass, meaning... The rifle was just exploding too out of him when he first exploding, sparked. Exploding, man, out of him. We changed um, his bipod, but we actually we put on rubber feet. That didn't work. It was hopping all over the place. So we went to spike feet, and middle of day two, we finally found his code. You know. Yeah, but part it. of it too is, and, and I, guys, 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 you hunter guys, uh, manufacturers, please stop with the Voss breaks, the three sixty circles, blah blah blah. It looks like a fucking, you know, bunch of little BB holes in there. Those circular Voss brakes do nothing. Good example is the Hansons with their hunting rifles. Yes. They had ported brakes. 
in Nebraska, we had a father and son with matching hunting rifles. They had ported brakes and they also had vertical uh, holes for it. So one of the more modern tunable ported brakes. They had no drama with their hunting rifle and we were able to get them on target uh, or at least manage their recoil fast and easy with them. Chris had a Voss brake and carbon fiber everything, super light, and the Voss brake just explodes and the gun jumps. And he was a big guy, uh, big shoulders, no vertical lift in the rear. Right, that's so the other we're going to talk limited. about. Here's how it's limited. You can't shoot prone with that rifle because it gets no bite in his shoulder. It's, it's biting on his pack, and recoil is just driving him. I've I mean, harped on this for years. This is the other thing. Manufacturers, the front and the back of the rifle. Okay, if you're a manufacturer, you're a gunsmith, you're building something out there, the front needs a port, ported brake. The back needs an adjustable freaking stock and butt plate. We see such a value of vertical lift in the back. Just raising that up. You don't need the cant. Give us lift at the very minimum. We have so much machining, so much capabilities, so many different options out there. Why are we not putting even one of those 360 wheels in the back, similar to what we're doing on our AIs, so guys can adjust the back of the and, stock. And stop it with the sling studs. Oh, because yes. Because you're making people have to use a Caldwell or a Harris bipod or a knockoff, and, and what it does is just suffers. Do them. the double. Look at If you're going to use a sling stud because you think that's what your clients want, put the two of them up front that are spaced correctly for the B&T rail. So that way somebody can put the B&T rail on there and put a pick rail on if they want. But you're not giving people... Any choice, dude, this is 2021. Yeah, it's not the Stop 70s, building 80s, a rifle like it's 1976, okay? Or 78. I like 78 a lot. But stop building these things like it's 1978, okay? It's 2021. We have all of these tools at our disposal, and you're not using them. And here we have the tool for one guy, and we get him up and running in a minute. And we don't have the tool for another guy, and they're investing real money and brand new stuff, and we're telling them, hey, dude, sorry, your tool is back in from 1978 and doesn't fit with our modern products. And it's like, here's your choices, a Harris. And it's like, what the frig, man? You know, you're giving them a single stud. What mounts to a single stud that's worth a damn? Right. Nothing. Double stud, We had, and we had a double stud in Nebraska uh, that we were able to swap them out with a B&T. And it worked great. I mean, we put everybody because of uh, Jake there. Jake's got J&M Precision. He's got a machine shop. He does rifles. He's got product at his facility in Nebraska. Everybody was suppressed. Speak, well, that that was that was fantastic. We got to loan out a couple of suppressors to make that happen. And thanks for you to you guys for playing along because we get it. You bring your own equipment to the rain to our course, and if it doesn't include a suppressor. It's sort of like we're nudging you a little bit, but hey, does it make a great, a better experience? Absolutely, because yeah. nobody's sweating with ears on, you know, just just burning up in the sun with ears. I on. mean, yeah, think about that. It's 95 degrees out on average all over the place, and you're gonna wear head pro, you know, friggin' ear protection all day long. Those things get hot, they get sweaty, they crush your head, and the more you're kind of working around them, 
and with the brakes hitting everybody, that's fatigue factor. That's that that makes the experience less enjoyable. Yeah. Now you mentioned uh, Jake's uh, precision shop where he can work on rifles. We had to work on a rifle, Frank. Oh, dude, we, we, we're running into an issue, and we got a shout-out to a manufacturer again. Dude, you're falling. This is two in a row now. Two and of these rifles in a row. Starts with a B. It's very popular. Ends with an A. Yeah, and it's very popular, and we love the way they shoot. But there's no vertical lift in the rear, none offered. There's always a sling stud up front. they got to deal with that. And then basically now we got the rails coming off. Yep, your rails are coming loose, dude. Your QC needs to step up. So yep. Bagara, Bagara, man, your rails are coming loose on us. The rails are coming loose after we're we're in day one in a class, day two rolls around, and all of a sudden a guy who went from shooting good to all over the place, and we're trying to diagnose twice in a row now we found rails coming loose. Yeah. This is what happened with the savages and why we were down that the savages were shaking loose and the savages weren't made. Don't fall into that. Mass produce. Knock this shit out. Um, we know you guys are popular. We know you guys serve your community well, but your QC has to step up yeah. because we're, we're, we're... Love the way your barrels are. Love your barrels. Love your actions. Yeah. Like the stocks and, and the uh, rail, the rail yeah. fit. Is, is Think about how we're shooting in 2021. Think about what we're doing with the back of the stock and the front of the stock. And think about the bipods and going underneath. We're using Arca rails or pick today, okay? If you're not giving somebody, even with a hunting or fiberglass stock, the ability to mount one of these rails, you're 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 doing them a you're disservice. Cheating. Yeah, you're you're cheating. cheating them. You know what I mean? If so, you're claiming to be a precision rifle, then you got to step into the precision rifle world. If you're going to stay as a hunting rifle, I get it. But you still have to step into the precision rifle world. Right, because people still want to dope their hunting rifles. And why not give them the ability to dope the rifles correctly and, and sit there in prone or something and gather data without having a fight? I mean, are you going to let these guys technically gather data just from a standing or do you want them all on a bench? I mean, really what it comes down to is you want everybody on a bench to gather data for their hunting rifle when it doesn't take much. The carbon fiber barrel, you don't have to heat them up, but they'll last a little bit longer. We can do the three shots and let them at least shoot like a target rifle, okay? As long as we keep the mirage down off that barrel, they can continue to shoot it. But you want that guy to be in the best possible position to gather information and don't always figure they're gonna offhand this shot. Because even nowadays, tripods, man, bog pods, whatever the case is, a supported position is always gonna be better than a handheld one unsupported you know just you yeah. so give these guys the tools to succeed i mean yeah you could use a sling stud put more than one so they can unscrew and put an arca rail in its place then you're out then you're off in choice right i mean how hard is it to throw three sling studs in the front of your stock unscrew them and have them come in or out and then replace them with a regular screw with an arca rail yeah. you know what i mean and the arca rail will hold you said, you said support. Um, we're still seeing slop in the rear bags. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're going to – yeah, you and, – and honestly, it's there, – there's there's three – again, we, we have there, – there's such a thing as a rear bag, then there's a front rest, and then there's a pillow, okay? And there's a lightweight rear bag. Right, and there's compromised bags. Yeah. There's air-filled bags, so when you don't want to carry, you know – 
10 two-pound bags, you want to carry a light one because you're going to be moving. That's a compromise. That is not a collect data bag. Understand the uses and limitations of each of the bags you're using and set yourself up for success. Uh, I mean, it's funny because Jake had um, Jake had five heavy different style bags in his four-wheeler coming out to the range. And he told me, he goes, dude, I buy all these on Sniper's Hide used. He goes, I buy all my... For pennies on the dollar. For pennies on the dollar because everybody's switching bags constantly because they're chasing the one bag solution. And it's like there is no one bag solution. There's compromises, but you're going to compromise on multiple ends, the front and the back. Yep. Speaking of compromise, we're still not doing the dance. And the dance, what I mean by the dance is you're just lowering the bag to go uphill. You got to raise the bipod. You got to raise it. You got to, it's a dance. You have, you can't have one without the other. Just sinking in the bag to go uphill is going to cause you to lay on the rifle. Let's, let's manipulate the front bipod on a firm rear bag. Well, and That's just the rule. Think about what, I mean, we noticed this both places because my range, you're coming up to about the top of your bipod. It's not going up high, but we have a natural bowl that catches our rounds. Jake's range, you're going up oh, almost yeah. a little higher than the top of your bipod in a way. When you start changing that angle up a hill, it wants to drive the back of the rifle down. If your rear bag is a pillow or an air-filled bag that's a balloon, you have play there and it's going to dip. And when it does that, it's gonna throw your round high. We're sitting on Frank's front porch. Yeah, we're on the so front porch. Get a, get a truck truck just came we're, we're actually getting steps in. Yeah, we're getting we're steps in if you watch the videos. Chairs. We're getting steps. Steps in our video. Uh, Tina's always hassling about, my woman Tina's hassling about steps. She's always getting her steps for the day. So I went for a walk over to the country, country club, and I think I got it. I was like, on the, halfway back, I'm like, oh, I'm getting steps here. Let me see what kind of steps I'm getting. And I had about 8,000, 7,000 steps. So I thought, well, I'm going to sit on the front porch and see if the rocket chair gives me steps. And it does. The rocket chair will give me. If you sit in the rocket chair with your phone in your hand, you're getting steps, Frank. Yep. I was burning calories. You were burning calories in the rocket yep. chair. But, yeah, just think about the rear back. <laughs> think about the, the material in it. In, I mean, even if you what look. What did you call that lightweight stuff? Air light or something like that? Yeah, the, the, um, the get light and the, uh, okay, the other stuff. Light. Yeah, the get light is what they put in the front rest. But it's the, it's the, it's the airbags. It's the pillows. And, what we're, and those are a compromise for a guy who doesn't want to walk up a big hill carrying extra weight. But if you understand what that sand does, deadens the recoil. The sand is meant to dampen it. And yet we're adding and using bags that exaggerate it. You know what I'm saying? We're exaggerating the movement versus dampening the movement. It's a dance, and you need a solid partner. Right. Solid. You need a solid uh, front bipod, and you need a solid rear bag. Yeah. For that. We I, preach on that every single it, week. It, but it matters. I mean, the one point I want to make with everybody with this stuff is we don't just talk about it and say, well, you're screwed, dude. You, you, you brought this, and this is what's happening to you. We show them. We switch them out and show them and say, look at A, look at B. Look at the difference in what we were doing and look at C. And it's a reason why you'll see where data's corrupt on somebody. You know what I mean? Because Mark sees it yeah. in, the, in, the, in the numbers. 
and you'll see a yard line and go, well, think about that target we just shot. You were bouncing in your bag, and we told you you were bouncing in your bag, and now your data is corrupt on that yard line. We said, hey, you're doing this, and we still give you a number. But then we have to go back and clean up that yard line because when we analyze all your data at the end, we notice that yard line The weaponized off. math is near correct. If your first shot is over the target, Frank goes, he shot over the target. I know what happened. You, 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 sank you bounced in, in your bag. bag. Yeah, you sank in the yeah. bag. And, and it's a dude. Think about the it's it's balloons, it's pillows, it's it's material that bounces and moves versus that dampens. Well, with breathing, yeah, we got balloons in our chest that right. we collapse on our skeletal structure. So you have to collapse on some kind of structure holding the rear of your rifle up, not an air balloon. Yeah, hold. Oh, you know what? Take a take a big breath, let it halfway out, and hold it. And tell me you're not bouncing on the balloons in your chest, and you're not up higher and you're moving around versus letting it out and breaking at your natural respiratory pause, you collapse on your sternum, your, your, all your uh, organs are inside your rib cage, and they're no longer being in pushing against the ground because that is bone support. So, um, uh, where's Alaska, Frank? Where's Alaska? Yeah, you know, that was amazing. So, so we go, we go to the, we go to what's the place called? Whole Foods. Uh, King Super. No, King Super. We go to King Super the other day. Going to do some grocery shopping because we're sitting here at Frank's place, so we're not eating out as much. And um, there's a little, there's a cute little girl. She must be 16. No, she's probably older. She was in high college. She was a college oh, thing. She had, she had no. to be 20. Please say Dude, no. she was college please age. Say. She was anyway, easily 21. She, she's standing there and she's, she wants us to do a, um, a petition. S- sign a petition. For lower, lower taxes in Colorado. Hey, all about that. Well, Frank, I'm like, Frank, you need to sign that petition, dude. So he signs himself up and she's like, how about you, sir? I said, no, I'm not a resident. I'm from Alaska. And she gets this puzzled look on her face and she goes, where's Alaska? And I said, please tell me you didn't just ask that. And, and then it she was does embarrassing the, for me, man. Right. And then what, she, what did she do? She asks him a question in the form of, uh, you know, like statement. She's like, isn't, isn't it, it cold, cold up there? Yeah. She's like, is it somewhere cold? Yeah. You heard about it right, little yeah. girl. You should really study your geology a little bit better. Yeah. yeah. Geography. Well, ge- geography. Yeah. That's geography. What yeah. Geography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but these, it's amazing what these kids don't know right now, but they can tell you all about the latest political whatnot mm-hmm. you know, or, or the, uh, the latest cause that they're backing. She knows but, what 1619 means. Oh, man, but she don't know where Alaska is. That's bizarre, man. Yeah, yeah, we thought that was crazy. Um, uh, again, more, more just laughing. And then yesterday we went, um, we went bar hunting. Yeah. Not, not a lot of choice. I'm on, the, I'm on Frank. Frank, we got to get off your front porch, dude. And, and it's not that we got to drink all the time, but we got to get – he's in a new neighborhood. And this new neighborhood is a lot of houses. They don't even have the communication support here yet because the signals on our phones are sort of – crappy yeah right? two yeah bars. you got to be on the wi-fi yeah, you got to do bars, three bars so they haven't even moved the communication services out here to him yet so the i want to call it bar structure is not there from a communication standpoint right and from a yeah. mingling standpoint or a cocktail the social structure is not here yeah so we had to go on a, a small road trip yesterday and we're going to go out and we're going to search out some establishments that would look like they might be a place to have a cocktail, meet some new people. Yes. Because, you know, you want to know people outside the shooting community just because. 
you know not everybody's a shooter and especially in Colorado you got these small communities where were we Brighton but Brighton we went up to. in Brighton we went to Main Street on Brighton and we found a couple little cool bars and had some good conversation man. yeah the one uh, one I remind you it was like it was a bright dive bar yeah and it was fun though they the but people there were having well, a lot of fun Uncle Fester turned us on to it. We had this guy that looked just like Uncle Fester. In another nice bar. Nice guy. Nice guy in another bar. What was the place? That, Copper Rail? The Copper Rail first one, Copper yeah. Copper Rail. Rail. So we had one in there and met Uncle Fester, and he turned us on to this place, and we went to that place, and Uncle Fester showed up. So it turned into a, a cool And experience. then Grandma bartender hit on was, me. Bartender was all over it. Guys were playful. You know, they were, there was, you know... Uh, I w- I'm adding wi- uh, water to whiskey, and they're like, she don't even know how to make something like that. Well, that they, was in the uh, the Mexican place. The Mexican place was freaking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mexican place freaked out uh, when Mark ordered uh, a whiskey with my water. Whiskey with water. Well, she goes, I don't hydrated. even know what that I is. Keep hydrated, man. But uh, yeah, so then a grandma who, who was at the Copper Rail then ended up showing up at the Jerry Dive Grandma bar. was into Frank. If she wasn't, if her husband wasn't present, Frank would have had to deal with a grandma. Yep, I would have had a grandma yeah. date. Um, she looked older than she was. Actually. Yeah, she did. She, she was a smoker. I saw a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. You know, you smokers, man. You know, I ain't telling you what to do, but you look old. You know, by the time you reach 55, 60, you're starting to get those deep cuts around your eyes, crow's feet. You got crow's feet around your mouth and on your lips. You're looking old. She man. probably was the same age as me, but she looked 10 years older. Oh God, dude. But anyway, that was that was a it fun, was fun time. Um, want to shout out to uh, Chris Roberts came out and visited because yeah. on his way to NRL Hunter. You know, I I just got to shake his hand at Shot Show last time. There was a Shot Show, which I can't even remember anymore. But but basically, Chris is a solid dude, and and he's the Army version of us, uh, younger, um, uh, real motivated. You know, once yeah, to get, once yeah. to get it, wants to get it up and running, and he's doing a good job of that. And 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 we had a great day of shooting. He um, sat in the first day of our class and yeah. kind of. I actually I, originally I thought he wanted to use the range. I misunderstood him. Um, he, he's like, "Hey, you got class when I fly out?" I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "Can I pop in and and, and use?" And I'm like, "Yeah." I go, "I go. We'll be in the classroom the first day, and you can dope your rifle out." So I'm thinking he's going to the cameo, the NRL Hunter event, and um, you know he needs to d- double check his data out here. So I'm like, yeah, dude, go to town. And then it come to find out, he's like, no, I want to take the first day of your class. I'm like, okay, cool, come on in. I mean, he had some calls and he had some things he was doing. But, so he was in and out a little. But no, he came and saw and he, It was funny. He's like, wow, we talk way too much <laughs> compared yeah. to us. He's talking about, talk, talk about him. Because he said we're very streamlined. You guys... Efficient you guys, is what everybody yeah, efficient. says. You, you, you don't run through this, but you move through this precisely. And, and we've got Quickly to start. Quickly and efficiently. Yes, we've got a start time and a finish time uh, target that we want to meet uh, to get guys out shooting because we can always reiterate later what we showed you in the presentation because the presentation is just like flash, 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 write notes, flash, flash, write notes. But then when we get out on the line, we can reiterate. Right. You know, hip, hip pocket lesson plans and whatnot. And that's what we do. We, we pull the whiteboards out and we'll do, you know, like he says, hip pocket classes on the line or reinforce a concept that people might need, you know, a little uh, shoring up on. Uh, the wind is the big one. We do a piece in the classroom, and then I do a second piece on the line before we start talking the winds and things like that. So I'll do the, the classroom version of it, and then I'll even do a deeper dive on the whiteboard out on the, the uh, line. Yeah, these guys were eager, man. They were real learners this last one in Fort Morgan, as well as Nebraska. If, Nebraska was a three-day, but if these guys were given the option – of staying another day, I think they'd have stayed. Yeah, yeah, some of them, yeah. Uh, for sure. Worked out really well, and 
and we took him out to distance and and everybody uh turned out uh really good man like i said that both classes super successful and so we appreciate everybody who's who's uh if we didn't re if we didn't mention your name you were memorable yeah, it, it, it's just that we you, we you know we don't want to start spewing class rosters on the on the internet but basically uh it doesn't mean we don't appreciate you you know you were memorable we had a great time uh we know you did too yeah I mean, the gasser stuff we had with uh, John. We had John with a gas gun. We always have the one gas always gun. Always a gas gun. And um, he had a gap. Uh, I think it was a 6.5 Creed. lower gap. Yeah, well, gap. it was a C gap builds him on the Seekins now. Yeah. But, yeah, it's the Seekins version of the gap AR-10. And, dude, it shot friggin' three-eighths of a yeah. minute with him. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, these semi-autos are really good, but you got to get a quality one. The Lego ones don't tend to run as well, but uh, – this gap was shooting three eighths uh, sub half minute. Yeah, he had no manual of arms problems. Yeah, um, yeah. The only thing was smooth, is, is, he never hung up. We had to tighten his bipod a lot because it wanted to throw him over, and as soon as it threw him over, it opened up and it created. But he, he had to stay on it, and it just comes down to tightening those bipods, man. Your can't, your angle, your movement is all controlled from the front of the rifle. And a lot more vibration going on in a semi. What's know. hanging targets? What, what is that one? Oh, uh, the one I think that was a 950, the one that was hanging. Oh, in yeah, 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 yeah. The hanging targets. We make a note. At, we make. Um, we got. We keep notes and things that we want to cover in the next bipod. Frank's staring down the notes now and seeing what. Yeah, I'm trying to see what else is on there. Pickle shots in our dive bar, Ooh. dude. They had um. She had bottles of pickle juice. Well, Frank in his finger, okay. Yeah. So he starts pointing across the bar. I'm like, who are you pointing at, dude? And this guy sitting at the corner edge. Is going, you pointing at me? You looking at me? You pointing at me? And I'm like, Frank, he's pointing at the a, a plastic ketchup bottle with uh, pickles in it, with pickle pickles juice. in it, and pickle juice in it. And we're wondering what the hell kind of drink uses pickle juice. Well, then this girl goes, pickle shots. I'm like, pickle shots. She goes, yeah, it's vodka and pickle juice. People love it. And she did tequila and pickle juice too. I don't know. Yeah, that the, the but I had she gave me the tequila one after I told her I didn't want the tequila one, and it was it. But the pickle juice is good. It's in alkaline. It's good yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. So we did. There was pickle shots at the one place, yeah, and that was pretty funny. I passed. I passed. Uh, definitely strange. Um, and then what else do we got going on here? I think that's pretty much. Oh, you got to talk your your your, uh, your your watch kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Um, we had Rolex representation. I sure appreciate that, guys. It's all an inside running joke is all it is, you know. But but we had Chris. I was shaming Chris um, uh, the night of the meet and greet about his rubber, his, uh, rubber watch. And he says, oh, I got a Rolex. I said, show me. He, he drove home that night, went and got his Rolex and showed up, and he had a Milgauss. I, you don't see a Milgauss very often. It's, it's a scientific version of a Rolex. It's a really good-looking watch. But anyway, we had Rolex representation, man. And we appreciate you guys playing along like that. It ain't for everybody. It ain't for Frank. But if I get successful enough with Frank, I'm going to buy I'm still Garmin. I, I dig my Garmin, man. I'm, I'm still running my Garmin religiously. I'm doing the data with all the uh, that stuff. Um, we're, we're, we're having a, really, a, a lot of success with data in what we're doing, the weaponized math. We're then following it up at the end. And cleaning up anybody who has a hiccup in their data. Yeah. Then I'm taking that data. I've added a slide to the presentation, my three, six, and eight. Okay, so 300 establishes your weaponized math. You, and you could do it at two. 
It works at two. No, but, but it, it, it won't. It, no, it, it will won't pick up. It won't pick up the numbers as well as right. three. Right, it yeah. does, but it, you have to use a, it's a very minor offset. Yeah. So it's better to double your two to three. But you've got to make sure you get center plate on three. Right. Then what I'm doing is the six. We're taking that six number, and that goes into your software. We even had a couple guys, their six was perfect for them. That was it. All they had to do was drop in the numbers and true up the six, and it worked. Then for the fine-tune, the eight. The eight or a thousand, we can look at both. The eight or a thousand establishes that BC because if you're nudging your muzzle velocity up or down, you're nudging your BC. Okay, they're tied. So if you're playing with one number, and, and especially if you're playing big with one number and that's muzzle velocity, you're manipulating the other. And so I'm cleaning everybody up. I'm having guys take their weaponized math, drop it into their software. And within eight minutes, their track is finished, their software is trued, and they're ready to go. Okay, put your hands out in front of you, so, uh, of you with your palms up, and imagine you have a slinky in your hand. All right, yep, slinky. And then do, do your hands up and down like that with the slinkies moving. Well, you got, with, when, you, when you move one side down, the other side's up. Right. So you got to move both of them, you know, and, and it falls at exactly what you're talking about with muzzle velocity and BC is the same I'm talking about. Because I'm always on the student with rear bag and bipod. Yes. You, you got to balance the equation. The other. You yeah. got to balance the equation. I mean, it's just like this. We can add weight, add weight, add weight to something, or we can balance the rifle to work. It's Thor's hammer, right? You got to balance the rifle to work. So one thing you could do is you can add weight and compromise, or you can balance the system for you and swing that heavy bat a little bit different. So something to look at that, that we're kind of playing with. And um, it's working out for everybody, man. We're, we're having, like I said, we're having repeat students show up and demonstrate the success. We're having new students come up and at the end of two days are demonstrating success. And the fact that we do the fundamental eval, it's a direct comparison. They know what they did, that first group. All I promise out of this course is that Right after the fundamental eval, guys come in, they go, I didn't look so good at that. You know, look at my sheet. It's all messed up. There's a lot of red on it. But I promise you that by the end of day two, you will all be clones. And the clone standard will be the epitome of fundamentals. And yep. guess what? It happens every single time. And, and everything falls into place from there. It's, it makes it simplified because we're working on the shooter. We're not trying to give you some kind of shortcut fix you know we're not going to tell you add this widget and you'll do well no well we want proper equipment at bipod is a little better rear bags a little better but we're saying within what you have this is the foundational application if you do this you'll do well now again you can buy a hit we know you can buy a hit but you buy a hit until you can't and then you have to practice yeah and you could buy you can buy a hit through through uh, mechanics, through buying a, a, a piece of gear, but you can't buy fundamentals without instruction. Right. You've got to be tweaked. You've got to be scrutinized. And we put you under heavy scrutiny, and it's going to make you a better... Uh, we're seeing better a lot team. of comp guys. We're, we're seeing a lot of comp guys. We had a comp guy in Nebraska in a long time, a big competitor, known him for a lot Dave of years. Matt. I'm not going to out him. Um, but he came in for a little bit of cleanup. And then part of what he wanted was him and I looked at 
He's doing NRL Hunter as well. The deployment on the clock. Help me deploy on the clock better with my equipment. And it's like, okay, and and what we worked on was this tripod. Okay, how are you deploying your tripod? Because that's going to be your your biggest time because you have to deploy your tripod on the clock. All right, dude, well, if you lay your tripod across your palm like this, and because he come from a three-gun world, I'm like, dude, shotgun it. You're going to open up the legs together, and you're going to open the legs this way, just like as if you were loading your shotgun in three-gun. We can now grab more than one leg and open it together. And then we analyzed his equipment. We found that there might be a shortcut he can design so his tripod will open perfect to where he needs it. So we're looking at that kind of stuff too. And and that all all it is is another set of eyes with another perspective to solve a problem. And that's what we're helping people from all experience levels do. Uh, spe- yeah. Speaking of equipment, how about that pisser yesterday at that bar? Man? That was, yeah, a big keg and it stuff. It was a keg. You're urinating into a keg. And my thought was... It was a clean bathroom because you asked me because we were in a dive bar. Uh, and Mark, first thing you see, I went into the bathroom and Mark... I said, we're we going to pee in a trough full of, you know, with a piss smell. He goes, no, it's really clean in there, man. I went in there and they got this pony keg cut out and you're peeing into a keg. And my yep. thought was, you're taking from a keg and you're giving it back. Yeah. Yeah, you, you pull from a keg, and then you're putting them back into anyway, a keg. That explains the photo on the... Uh, yeah, the so when you see the picture, man, you guys are going to dig on it. Yeah. But no, it's been, it was a good, uh, it's a good set. run. Now, where are we going now? Where are we going to hey, man. give us future cast? Okay. What's happening? We're leaving Wednesday. We're going to drive. We're going to overnight in Des Moines. Any of you guys in Des Moines want to have a cocktail, we're in. Uh, we'll let you know where we're at. We're going to arrive in Des Moines on Wednesday night. Thursday, we're going to Harris, Minnesota. Uh, meet those guys at the range Thursday night. And then we got a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's full at 14. That's all we want up there is 14. Uh, then we're going to leave and go, well, probably spend a couple of days in Dubuque at the casino, Frank. Yeah, yeah. Spend a couple of days at the casino in Dubuque. If you're in the area, contact us. We're on our way to Mount Auburn, Iowa. We got a full class there, a three day at uh, Sure Shot Range yeah. in, in uh, uh, Vinton, Iowa. Vinton, Mount Auburn. Stay in Vinton, shoot in Mount Auburn. And then we're going to, once we're done there, we're going to leave, come back here, and that's the end of the first road trip. Okay, late September, we're going to Pennsylvania. We're going to Mifflin County Sports Association or Shooters Association, and we've got two, two days back-to-back there. They're pretty full, but I think some guys are getting a little flaky because we requested payments and they're not flowing as, as quick as I thought. So you guys either need to step up or we're going to replace you. Anyway, we appreciate you. That's going to be fun. Then we're going to your buddy, Andrew. Andrew, Andrew Bloomball. He used to work I, at Rifles Only. I haven't met him yet, so I'm going to meet him. We're going to Ohio, just east of Cleveland. And I think he's got one spot remaining, uh, just east of, east of Cleveland. Then we're going to pack up, and we're going to go down to our, our home away from home, down in Tennessee, uh, Dixon, Tennessee, Nunley. The place is called Treadproof Academy. And they may have a spot there, maybe one. Um, we're going to finish up the second road trip there. And then uh, that's going to be a blast because we're going to have a mover there, just like we did last yep, year. And that yep. was really successful. So if you want to shoot a mover, that's on day three there uh, with the uh, Terminal Ballistics presentation by Dr. Maurer, which is world class. Um, that's the second road trip. And then we're going to finish up with one more course. We just put it up this morning for Fort Morgan. We're going to do an optional two-day, three-day. So you can pick whether you want to stay for two 
or you want to stay for three. So what I have on the uh, horizon as well, what Mark just mentioned, end of October, Halloween, Precision Rifle Expo, um, Phil Cashin's gig in uh, Blakely at Arena. I'm going to be at the Precision Rifle Expo. I'm going to do a clinic there. I leave the Precision Rifle Expo. I'm going straight to Texas to um, Bridal Iron to the CR2 class. We, 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 we had a lot of requests for people to do the CR2 class again. So we're going to Iron Bridal in, um, or Bridal Iron, I, I forget which way it goes. Bridal Iron in uh, Refugio, Texas, CR2. Frank in the Chris and Chris show. It's I like Iron Bridal. Why is Bridal Iron? <coughs> that sounds backwards, but I like Iron Bridal. I don't know. Because I would think an Iron Bridal would make sense instead of Bridal Iron. But it, whatever it's called, uh, Nick, sorry about I keep messing your guy's name up. Um, it's a great facility, executive chef, great range, awesome conditions, a uh, lot of good stuff coming out there. And like I said, we had a request to do it again. So uh, November, I'm doing it again. Then I'm going to come back and meet Mark, and we're going to do the Fort Morgan class. And that's going to pretty much end my season. Other than I'm shooting the Guardian match, Gary Lonzo, or uh, Larson rather, Lonzo Larson, Gary Larson. And I'm going to be shooting the Guardian match down at uh, Austin or San Antonio, Texas, down in that area. Uh, no, the December Guardian with Phil and Gary and Eric and a bunch of people who are running that. Um, so that's, let, me, let me talk about this. Yep. I do in Alaska a reloading for precision rifle course. I've done it a couple times. It's been real successful. We've had 30, 35 students in it already. I'm going to do it again in November, 1st of November. Well, we're thinking about taking that on the road, Frank. Yeah. That might have a, uh, a way to take that on the road if we could find the right equipment that we can travel with. But I think you guys would really benefit from this because i got some really good ideas when, uh, about reloading. I'm a very meticulous cat, and it's not all about great, big, expensive equipment. It's just about little ideas that can that can get your standard deviation down to where it's all you know. And so it would be an yeah. entry level. You do a couple hour, which would yeah. almost be a great night before kind of deal. Yeah, we're thinking or about even it. At the we're, end. we're still kicking it around. Yeah, at the end of the course, you know, and have somebody who wants an intro to reloading that Mark's doing. If you're a new reloader, you're going to get a great starting place. If you're an experienced reloader, you're going to pick up some great ideas. Yeah, and it's just, again, it's sitting around in a room. It's talking about this stuff. It's it's finding what you're doing and how it can be done better. I mean, we analyze this stuff. We're not, we don't, we don't just walk away and throw our hands up. You know what I mean? We Or, or forget you. You know what I'm saying? We this is not a guided tour, guys. You, you're getting a, a personal tour guide. I'm in your space and in a, in a respectful way. And I tell everybody, I'm right there with you, man. I see every trigger press you... You do. Frank's on the glass because Frank's real good on glass, and I'm real good on hammering it out. So, so basically, well, because I'm come honestly, because in the past, I'm the kind of guy where if you do, you do it wrong, I tell you. You do it wrong, I tell you. You do it wrong, I'm done telling you, dude. And Mark won't stop. And 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 the thing is, it's like you know, three strikes and you're out with me. Where he's 16 strikes in. Strikes, <laughs> strikes, strikes, right? strikes. Yeah, we got to get this right. Yeah, when you get hit the ball, dude. You yeah. know that kind of stuff. So. Everybody gets it right. If Byron got it right. In Nebraska, everybody gets it right. Yeah, yeah, Byron. <laughs> You're killing on Byron. Yeah. Byron is a good dude, but man. He got it we right. A, no, yeah. I love Byron. Yeah, he was my. I rode back and forth to the range with him because he had big truck, big air conditioner. 
And, and 10 minutes before we're stepping off the line, I'm like, Byron, fire up that fucking truck and that air conditioner. Get it going, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do we enjoy it, man? We like yeah. you guys. Like I said, we're not, I'm, and I'm, I'm kind of coming out in, in, in the, this, like I said, I'm going to start the podcast. I'm going to do the five-day schedule for you guys so you can count on it. And it's going to come back. And, and when it does, you're going to see it's going to say Everyday Sniper 2.0. And then you know I'm going to be rolling in with the five-day. And you can count on it. But I'm not going to start until September 1. And then the same thing with the hide stuff. We're rolling that in. Everybody's uh, you know, kind of figuring out if you want to sell in the PX, you got to be a supporter. Millions of dollars have gone through that place. And it's our biggest point of headache. So now if you want to post something for sale, it's 20 bucks. If you want to buy, it's not. You can sign up. You can post your stuff, add 20 bucks to your cost, and then cancel. I don't care about that. That's fine. But the thing is, it makes it consistent. It makes it the same for everybody. And we're not trying to figure out who's supposed to and well, who can't. Wait a minute. You're supposed to su- supply a showroom for all this great equipment for no For cost. free. For right. Free? I yeah, got to pay I- for it. I'm paying for the showroom. Yeah. No, you pay big bucks for this. Well, dude, my, my server costs are huge. And, and the resource error is a hack thing. Believe it or not, guys, they have not stopped trying to hack me. If you see the resource errors, we're setting up. We have a cloud flare in the background now. Um, right now, we have it down to where it shouldn't knock you off for more than 20 seconds. But that is a denial of service attack that's happening. That's not Frank's, you know. Hide crashing. Right, hide crashing. The, the, the servers are fine. What it is is they're trying to crush it so you can't use they're it. They're blocking everybody out for 20 seconds or so. Well, they're, they're trying to not take you down for as long as possible. Our system is now resetting you in 20 seconds. Yeah, okay. But if we didn't have that system in place, you'd be down for an hour because then we'd have to manually go in and reset it. But now we have a system that's resetting it. But, I mean, just think about it. There, there's groups out there that are – Malicious. Yes. And – the thing is that changed. We noticed my guys have sent me. They, we don't know who's doing it. We just know the general area of where it's coming from. Since the election, the amount of TOR, right, T-O-R-S, TORs, attacks, which means they're probably U.S.-based, has increased friggin' tenfold. The TOR stuff used to be bottom 20 of who's knocking on the door. The tour stuff is now in the top three. So it's gone from being like number 18 to number three in the amount of attacks. Because we get attacked every day, every minute by various groups. And most of them do nothing. These are effective attacks that are essentially trying to prevent you from using the site. And we're seeing an increase in the U.S. It's a changing world, guys. Right. we got to change with it. So we are. We're adjusting. We're doing that. The app is in beta mode. Guys are using my app. I have my app with the live stream and with the different stuff coming out. It's in beta right now. Guys are using it, so you will have a Sniper's Hide app. Trust me when I say apps aren't cheap in this context. I'm spending a lot of money, which is why I'm trying to recoup a little bit of it. Because this, the, what I'm doing to modernize Sniper's Hide, to make it work on your phones, to make the experience the best that it could be, is costing a ton. As well, at the same time, I got people trying to take it down and attack it. So I have to balance prevention and services. And that's what we're doing. So sorry, that's where 20 bucks comes in. And All right, let's put a cap on yep, this. We, we're done. Thanks, Thanks for listening.
Thanks for sharing. Thanks for being part of it. We're going to be coming close. If you want to see us, stop in and say hi. We'll uh, we'll be back with you in maybe about a week after we get some more some more experience under our belt. But in the meantime, press break freeze. Yep, September one, man. I'm gonna be coming back. Cheers. <laughs>